Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, Robbie here. Did you know you can support the podcast on Patreon? Join the supporting cast today and gain access to exclusive perks, such as discount codes, our monthly Patreon film votes, and the chance to get exclusive merchandise before anyone else. Search Fighting on Film on Patreon or find the link on our website. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. I'm a bit ill, you might hear it in my voice, but we're going to continue on because we went to see Zizu last week, didn't we, Matt? We did, and what an experience it was. Yeah, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a weird one. So if off HQ, we were looking for a way to see Zizu because we were so excited from watching the trailer a few yeah. months back. Um, and I managed to get us on the list for a press screening in London. Um, and the email we were just came... hoping for a little press screen to, so we could watch it, watch it and, and review it. Um, yeah. Little did we know we'd be heading down to London on, we're on down a... to London very quick. Yeah. Like the day after we recorded with Alan James for the Dan Busters episode that came out last week, it was a hectic week. We were running around, weren't we? Um, we were. But it was lovely and, you know, it was uh, very lovely to be invited down. Thank you very much for the people at Sony Pictures for the uh, for the tickets. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a, a little brief review of the movie. It's not going to be as in-depth as our normal episodes because um, at time of recording, the film's not even out yet. Although it's been out in Europe for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, and, it has in America. Uh, um, America came out too. First. So we're, we're kind of like the last market to get it. We're very late on the uptake, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I said, there it's uh, released by uh, Sony Pictures uh, UK over here, and it comes out on the twenty sixth. So by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it's at a cinema near you, and you can go and watch it. And there will be spoilers in this review, but we're going to have a definite break 
we'll warn everyone when the spoilers are going to begin. So you, you can probably listen to the first half of this and not have much ruined, I'd say. I would I would say so, because we just want to talk about the tone, the vibe, um, our general thoughts about the film mm. before we talk about some specific stuff. Um, Depends what you regard the... as a spoiler, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it does. Um, if, you're, if you're worrying about spoiling of plot, um, if you've watched the trailer, you basically already know the plot. Yeah, the plot it's is very simple. Former Finnish commando who um, is out gold prospecting, um, finds the mother load, um, and some pa- and some pesky Nazis get in the way. Yeah, um, between him like, and getting to the bank. I mean, they don't really get in the way. He just passes them, doesn't he? <laughs> it's just he's yeah. just un- yeah. he's unfortunate with who he bumps into. You know? He is. Very. I mean, I, when we were watching it, I did think, could you not just go cross country here? You, know, <laughs> you, you can see that tank. You could, you could detour. Surely. Well, he, he just, he was just playing it off, wasn't he? Just playing it yeah. cool. So, just before we we jump into it all, um, I'll mention that it was it was directed by Jamari Helander, uh, who has directed uh, with Rare Exports in 2010 and uh, Big Game in 2014, which I think had um, Sam Jackson in. That's it. Like yeah, a, a did this yeah. film. Um, and I did read an interview where he talked about some of his influences and I found it really fascinating because when we watched it, we immediately both thought spaghetti Western, didn't we? We watched it and we thought this is kind of a, a an, an homage to mm. spaghetti Westerns. Has a real vibe. And um, those 60s, 70s European lower budget war movies. Like um, the Euro war stuff, like the... Yeah, yeah, Italian war movies, weird ones, mm. you know, and and it, it definitely has that vibe. But he was talking about his influences in an interview I read with a, a Finnish uh, paper, and he talks about Rambo, okay, um, extensively, and I can see that totally. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Jorma Tomilla, um, is the uh, the the titular Zisu. I think his name in the film is Almaty. Um. Or uh, Koshi the Immortal. Oh, that's not, okay. It's not really a spoiler, but that's what characters call him in the movie. Or it's what he's been dubbed. Yeah, the Immortal. And he, he plays a strong silent type. Yeah. Very much really like is. Rambo. Yeah. And one of the interesting things, it's not a spoiler, um, that he mentioned in that interview was when he was shopping the idea of the film around, even before pre- like production had begun, um, he took it to, to Netflix and they wanted a big action sequence to open the film. Mm. And he specifically said he he refused to do that and work with Netflix because he wanted that um, Rambo-like um, introduction. You know how Rambo's yeah. just seen, you know, walking through, um, you know, um, the, the 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 forests into the town mm-hmm. um, and he encounters the police, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there is there is no big set piece in Vietnam that sets him up as a veteran. You can see no. he's a veteran from what he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's kind of what he's done, what um, Helander's done with the beginning of this film. He doesn't give us the, you know, big action set piece. See, now, this guy is immortal and he's a commando. See, now you've said that, this episode will also go out before Netflix's Blood and Gold's coming out, which seems like yes. a very similarish style. So interestingly some, enough, some that's trailers, coming out yeah. the same day as Sisu in this country, at least. Um, I wonder if that's maybe, a, you know, a link there. Um, but I wonder if that'll open with a big set piece now. now that we I know wonder. That. I bet mm. it does, you know. 
Maybe does. they lost Sisu and they thought, oh, the plot of that Sisu is quite interesting. Film looks good. Yeah. <laughs> let's do yeah. let's do something similar, but let's copy their homework, but not enough. You know, movie studios never done that before, Robert. <laughs> never. <What? laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying Netflix at all would do that at all. No, or any. We didn't, any of we didn't apply to watch company. that early at all, did we? <laughs> Completely forgot I'd applied to watch that early. <laughs> Cut that out. But anyway, um, no, it's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if uh, I do wonder if Blood and Gold will start like that now. But yeah, it's start. It's a very strong movie, and I don't. I can't remember the budget. What was the budget? Do we I know? think it's about six million euros the budget? Okay. Well, they use um, it well. I've got to admit they do, and it's and that's big for a Finnish movie. So mm, very. I think the average um, Finnish production is about maybe three, four million. Okay. Um, and I, I think yeah. this is one of the one of the bigger budgeted action movies that they've done. Mm. Um, the only other work that I know the director from, I think, I was telling you in the foyer before we went in, was he worked on a. Finnish comedy called like fin- Finnish Commander yeah. or something yeah. Commander where it's like a, a Finnish guy who lives in America gets was it Sunshine Commando? something like that he goes yeah, home to see like his that, wasn't it? I remember like, you family saying, and there's a clerical yeah. error or something and he, he gets put in the it's Finnish army or something yeah. <laughs> it sounds really funny um, or it sounds like they're you know it's ripe for a sort of British or US mm-hmm. remake I can see that happening it'd be quite funny yeah um, but yeah I mean it he worked play, it's a, a director playing to his strengths because I know the big game film sort of feels like this as well. Very big set pieces that mm. you know come like sort of journey road type movie as well. It very feels yeah. like it's a yeah, a very, there's a lot of movement. It never feels and like I think really from the way he was talking in that interview that I mentioned, um, he very much actually originally wanted big game to be a little harder in tone, um, than what it turned out to be. Um, I haven't actually seen it, but from what I've read, uh, it it's you know, it's not as not as not as hardcore as he wanted it to be. Bit jovial, it, like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, there's bits it. where yeah. he, um, I think he wanted it to be a bit more like Die Hard or something like that. You mentioned. I get it. I get it. For me, the the big takeaway was it was exactly what it wanted to be. Yeah. What if you've seen the trailer yeah. or if you've seen any promotional stuff? It's movie, not a war know. movie. No, not um, really. I would say I would say it's not a war movie. It's a movie set during a war. Yeah. A war. <laughs> you know yeah um and yeah. god knows we've had plenty of those and it's in that ilk it's in that subgenre of movies that are set during the second world war mm-hmm. and they just tend to like unfold within that and we only get like a couple of glimpses of the you know the wider war we we see um a stuka appears that might yeah. be a spoiler yeah. um you know if you, if you want to get excited about the stuka appearing it's a, it's a yeah well it is a good bit i must admit yeah, it is yeah, we've got really um, and we see some finished troops at the end as well and they're the few times that we see the wider wider they don't wall. do anything to finish troops that's not a spoiler no. by the way like they're just there um for whatever reason you get a nice little setup of the war on like a little nice animated map at the start and then it, yeah, there's some narration trope. yeah Listen, they're very good. It's a good use of the trope, though. I've got it. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then there's some narration that sets up the story, and you're pretty much with. Um, well, he's not called Sisu, is he? Um, you're pretty much with our silent protagonist through the whole mm. movie. He only has. Not spoiler. Say this. Lines. Not even that, really. Most of it is grunts and screams. I've got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in, physically, in I mean, physically, he conveys a lot. Mm. in in just you know in physical acting terms it you aren't 
bereft of the of dialogue. When there is dialogue, I think Hellander uses it really well. Um, mm, mm. There's a sequence, I think it was in one of the trailers, where there's a minefield and the uh, the the lead Nazi played by um, Axel Henny turns to yes. I think it's Jack Doolan's character. He's like uh, like a German sergeant, and he says, "Exactly how many mines did we bury here?" And and Doolan turns to him, and goes, "All of them." Yes, and then someone bl- someone blows up, stands in a mine, yeah. and that sequence, that entire sequence, is insane. We'll talk about that. After oh, it's the spoiler brilliant! Cut. Yeah, we've um, got to talk about that in the spoiler section. It's probably it, it was one of the. I mean, in the cinema, this is a great thing to you know see something like this with a room full of with reviewers and influencers yeah. or whatever. Just um, to see it on a big screen is good, and not <laughs> and not it be you know a, a streaming film where PC. you watch it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah or you on your telly. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, really does something. This is the sort of film I would say to people: please don't wait till it comes out on Prime or something. Yeah. Go and see it in the cinema. Treat yourself. It's one of those. It is a real adventure type. Leave your mm. brain at the door. Get some popcorn. Get a beer. Get some nachos. Just enjoy it. It, it really is one of those. Kind oh, of I was livid. I didn't get any popcorn. Oh, before, Matt, was, Matt was crying. Oh, <laughs> someone walked past me with someone. I was like, "Oh fuck, Rob!" See, they, I they got were kind some. enough. They were kind enough to put on some free Camden Hells for us all before we went in. So mm. we had a couple of cans of them and we got a bit loose. You know, we were excited. And then Matt sits down and these people are coming in with big popcorns and stuff. And Matt's just Matt just nudges me like every time I like, oh, should have got some popcorn. And she goes, no, you can go and get some. No one's stopping you. You've got money. You're in your thirties. Like, come on. Come on. I don't need to tell you. Like I'm the younger one there. Like he's like trying to get like the okay from me. And all the way through, he was just going like <sighs> just like, like sort of wishing he had some fucking popcorn. As you uh, as you know, you joined us for the review of Zissou. Yeah, exactly. But I just thought, you know, not, not my disappointment in that. Final film squabbles. Yeah, we got we got <laughs> our, uh, foibles. We got we got to highlight what we do. Give the give the fans some behind the scenes <laughs> look there. Um, but no, it was very very enjoyable. Um, what it was, was and I'm so glad it's getting a um, a wide. Cinema release, and I think another thing that stood out in some of the the Finnish reviews and and articles about the film that I read um, was, uh, I think this is an exceptionally large distribution for a Finnish movie. Um, Yes, something that came up time and time again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything about it screams like universal release to Hmm. multiple audiences because it's there's nothing that really sort of holds this back from an audience you don't have to know anything about the continuation war because it's kind of irrelevant to the story Mm. you don't really have to know anything about the second world war all you have to know is the nazis are the bad guys in this movie and our silent protagonist is the good guy i guess you know he's been wronged he's the character that's been wronged he's the Mm. protagonist the nazis the antagonist he wants to get this gold to a bank that's your plot and it's so simple basically before we move into um, the spoiler uh, segment of the show, I instead of getting a retro review, obviously because it isn't out yet, <laughs> I thought we'd get some reviews from its country of origin, some Finnish reviews, and uh, I got a couple, um, and I, I thought I'd share them with you. And this one's from Italetti, which is a Finnish tabloid, um, and it came out in uh, January, and it says, Zissu's action scenes are not only witty, but also funny. Master photographer... Kel Lugrus uh, has masterfully captured the beauty of Lapland's wilderness on the big screen. 
The special effects work perfectly and look flawless. The film's violence is extreme, but at the same time, so cartoonish and exaggerated that it already that it is already on the side of black humor. Yeah. And I, I, I think that. I think that captured it captured it really well. Mm. Um mm. and then there was another um another review which I also thought was really good, um, which which came out at the end of January. Uh, and I'm just gonna butcher the name of the publication. It was Kultori Koimitus. Probably okay. should say that a little bit faster, but that Sorry is my all the Finnish best, listeners there. That's right. That's my best attempt at that Finnish. I'm gonna send Max to a gulag for all these awful pronunciations. Um, 10 years gulag that's a quote my friend (laughs) if you're listening you'll know who you are (laughs) good lord Um, uh, Dish is handsome even by international standards and does not give any impression of cheap kitchen decoration this has been machine translated by the way but it still carries Yep. Uh, the landscapes of Lapland serve as a wonderful background. The story of a lone survivor is indeed a Finn Western made in the spirit of an Italian Western. In the rhythm, I would have liked a little more acceleration and elevation in the last half hour. So I think, obviously, that's been machine translated. No, no um, I get it. I get it. But it carries across, doesn't it? Um, mm. And that's an interesting critique about the, the last half hour, which I don't know. I, I, I thought the climax was good. It doesn't dip. I just think it, there's so much going on that anything you do near the end is sort of going to be not an anti-climax, that's the wrong word, but because you've seen this balls-to-the-wall, mm. brutal action yeah, it's, slugfest. It's hard, it's hard to have like a, um, a final climax where it jumps above the level that it's been at throughout the yeah, whole film. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, to go any you go any further, you'd have to have like Nazis in space or something. You know, it's like, it's sort of, where do you go? Nazis in space. Yeah. It's like... It's yeah, they've like, done where, that, actually. They have done that, yeah. I can't stand those movies, by the way. If, if you like them, sorry, but I, I hated those Nazi space. Weird. It was a weird film. You know what I mean, don't you? I, I, I can't remember the name of it. Either, yeah, I yeah. can't remember. I expunged that one from my memory when I watched it. It's dreadful. Um, but, um, yeah, you, you get to a certain point. It's like, where can you go? What can you do? And I think they stick mm. the landing. Like, it's fine. I absolutely do. I, um, I, th- I thought the climax was, it had um, genuine humour to it, and it was it worked. Yeah, it was funny. And the the, prota- the antagonists are, or one of them is thoroughly, thoroughly unlikable enough for you to want him to have a demise anyway. Um, yeah, and we're straying on that note. We're straying into spoiler t- sequence. Yeah, so, I think on sorry. that note, we, we can move into talking a, a little bit more specifically about certain scenes. So here's your spoiler warning. The sirens are going off. It's all going mad here at 4th HQ. If you want to go and watch Sizu with no more than our general thoughts, then don't listen any further than this. So I think a good place to start would be to talk about the Spaghetti West influences. Because there's a number of scenes that really, um, I think, drew heavily on uh, on those, you know, uh, Sergio Leone mm. sort of classic um, spaghetti westerns. There's one scene that really stood out to me was the scene where um, the protagonist is hung, and oh yeah, um, they the the protagonist is uh, captured by the the Nazis, and they string him up outside of um a destroyed petrol station 
and the way that that was shot the the mood and the approach to it really yes. said to screamed spaghetti western and yeah they did you have the um the, the jeopardy of oh my god is he is he gonna die uh is this is this like how he's gonna meet his end um and the 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 payoff and the way he escapes from that is gruesome more gruesome than anything a um spaghetti western you know did oh yeah yeah scene. well there's only so much um, you can get away with i get what you mean when you say that whole sequence is very western even when they hang him and you've got the three the three main germans of the tank who's the mm. commander the driver and then jack doolan sniper guy and they're walking away that's very much like the outlaws have caught the the goodie and they've strung him up to a tree and they're walking off triumphantly it's very mm. much that you've seen it if you've seen a western you've seen it yeah i loved it um even down to like so the film's in chapters we didn't really we didn't mention that at the start and the, the chapters are gold nazis minefield uh scorched earth they're all like that you know they're all named you know yeah. what's coming up um and yeah that's it even in like a font a very westerny 60s very font very much so yeah burnt orange like color i've seen lots of people liking it to tarantino movies but again tarantino's very much influenced by those like kind of films, like pulp films you know pulp yeah yeah i think the tarantino of... i personally think the tarantino connection is lazy of reviewers and clickbait. I, I think it's all in possibly all they think of you know when they immediately Personally. see it and but i mean i think it's shared influence i do and that's what yeah. you know Massively. that's what it is you know um it's it's sort of like the lot that bit in inglorious bastards where they walk into the the uh cinema from the balcony and they start gunning everyone down and like you know you can chunks taken out of hitler's head but it's not mm-hmm. that's not really what's happening like that was a bit of a Damp squib for me, the last bit of a glorious bastard, but whatever, we'll get to that when we do it. Um, we will. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But, um, no, I like the film, but that part of it pissed me off because I'm like, don't show me something that's not fucking happening. I hate it in movies when they do that. Can't stand it. So, like, faking out your audience, I think, is cheap. Don't do it. You know, unless there's like a an actual reason for it don't do that to your audience i think it's mean mm. anyway mm. anyway that's you know that's my i have an issue well, this who doesn't do that so no, this who doesn't do that at all we can't level nothing. that critique it at never it. it never fakes you out it never tries to show you like you never get you ever even feel that um corpy um the, the main guy your your yeah. main fella um isn't gonna win and that's what i like about it really i think that's one of my inherent 
loves was that I never felt like this dude was gonna like not win the day, and I kind of love that. You don't yeah. really get that in movies anymore. You know, there's always mm. like a big, a big. Oh no, is he gonna be okay? Like the minute yeah. they hung him, I'm thinking, hey, get out of this somehow. He's not gonna. He's not gonna die because you've just seen him on fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's just set himself alight <laughs> to escape. <laughs> The man, the man has Captain America it with a gold pan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He yeah. has held his breath underwater for twenty minutes. He's been yeah. on fire. Hanging him's not going to get him. He survived the blast of a of a uh, stick grenade. Yeah, he survived yeah. A, his horse stepping on a landmine. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking insane. By the that way, that was that was brutal. <laughs> that was that. I mean, let's talk about that sequence. Yeah, let's talk that about whole minefield. minefield sequence was insane. It's so and good. The, the way it ramped was incredible because he he manages to to bypass the the Germans. He, he kills several of them and, and gets past them because um, the tanks gone ahead. Mm. And he reaches a minefield that the Germans have laid behind them, and his horse steps on a mine, and yep. his horse is obliterated. And there's some very good practical effects. Very good. Um, some good CGI, but there's some very good practical effects of when the dust settles. And you know the horse has obviously been In eviscerated. Bits. It's very graphic. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, but it was no one was expecting it either. No. Um, and the sound design nice. oh, of that I mean, concussion. It, go to the cinema. The cinema was it. incredible. Just just for the sound design of that, like the it felt like the ground was shaking. Everyone mm. everyone near us was well. One, they were shocked, but then they were laughing like frightened laughs and things. It was such an interesting re- audience reaction. But then that. The mindful scene then ramps even more because you're like, well, we think, well, we've just seen a horse explode. Like, where can we yeah, go? How's it going to get worse than that? Yeah. So um, the tank turns up with uh, with uh, the commander in it, and uh, they have to obviously go and get. They want to get the gold from from our man. Yeah. So he sends his troops through the minefield, but it's done in a really sort of. He just points. He goes, "You," and then you see yeah. these German troops like psych themselves up to run through a minefield, um, and a guy steps on a mine and explodes. But then Sizu, he's not called Sizu. Well, it's like Zelda, you know, when you're like, "Oh, then Zelda <laughs> does this." It's not Zelda. It's fucking Link. Um, but no, it's not. In, in the art terms, it's not Zizu. It's Corpy or uh, Atami Corpy, whatever his bloody name is. They don't say it enough in the movie, by the way. They don't um, say it at all. They say it like no, twice, don't they? Thank God for Wikipedia and IMDb, for we know the actual guy's name. Um, but our man, I'm gonna keep saying that, aren't I? Really, <laughs> our man in Finland. Um, it works. He throws a mine, uses it as like a, a grenade. It's great. Never seen that in a movie. No. Um, and numerous other Nazis get blown up, and he, you know, he somehow manages to get away. Yeah. Um, and it it doesn't really dip from there on, does it? No. In terms it just of... keeps going and going and going. Yeah. And you've not, you've you're never really in a lull as an as an, an audience member. I don't think with this one, like you, if you're watching it at home, you could pause it and go make a cup of tea. But I don't think you'd want to. No, um, and it's very fast paced. So very, yeah. If you, you know, like John Wick, if you like nobody, if you like films like that, if you're an action mm. fan as well, you'll like this one. Yeah, I, I, when the lights came up, I I was surprised at how quick you know quickly that mm. hour and a half had passed. It, yeah, ninety minutes, perfect. No dip, perfect there was timing. No lag. Right. And I would say this is a far better film than John Wick, the last one, four. John Wick four. I haven't seen John Wick four yet. I saw it in cinemas, and I I enjoyed this far more for what. It, there's some great parts of John Wick 
for and we aren't a, a, a action movie podcast um not yet although, we've exhausted not, not movies. <laughs> we might have to stray into it a bit. i don't think we're ever going to exhaust no, all movies. No. um death wish well, december I, will be upon us yeah, yeah um but i i think really in terms of you know filmmaking this is a better film than john wick 4 i feel like okay. it is um it knows we're what it was to be the better. John Wick effect on Absolutely. this one, yeah, very much so. But then I think, it, as Matt said earlier, it's more of a homage to those Hollywood westerns of the strong, silent type, Clint Eastwood mm. era of westerns, where the the main guy is the good guy, there's some bad guys, and the bad guys are going to get their asses whooped, and that's what happens. Yeah, you know, I think one of the reviews I read with a guy was like, sometimes you just want to watch a movie with Nazis getting their heads caved in for 90 minutes. Like, what more do you want? Like, well, I this is agree. it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. It really is. And there's no B plot. There's no love plot. There's no anything. There's nope. a group of women nope. in it that have been there horribly are. sexually assaulted by the Nazis at the start. Mm. By the them. end, they're mm. taking names and they're just as, they're yeah. just as, um, there's some feel good retribution. Very, yeah. Very, yeah. and they feel like they could have their own movie now, the way they the way yeah. they're treated. They have their very cool Western sort of magnificent seven esque walking through. Come out of the smoke, smoke. <laughs> yeah, with their MP40s yeah. and Mosins and you know Lucas in their boots. Very cool, and they get their retribution back on the man that that one that, that had their way had had his way with one of them earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Really nice, really nice imagery, some lovely editing. Um, yeah, the tank's wrong, but who cares? T fifty five, I believe. We think dressed up, um, and it looks you know from a distance yeah. in some sequences, it's just SPG. Really, it could be. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it's also a trope, isn't it? It's, it's a, a bit. It's really. a trope. It could be it's a trope. It could tank, be, but it that's really absolutely be. fine. Yeah. yeah, because as I said at the beginning, it's this isn't a war film. It's not a serious no. war film. It doesn't intend to be. It's far fetched that you know. There's no way someone could light themselves on fire and survive, mm. and then jump into you know some water. Would have loved to have seen I would have loved to have seen them. And maybe if there's a Sisu 2, there's been rumblings of the director saying, well, mm. if Sisu 1 does well, I'll make another. I would have yeah. loved to have seen them accidentally stumble into the front lines and have these guys in like fixed positions or something see, see our man do what he's doing on his own. Like that yeah. would have been very funny to see. I'm sure it would have been mm. um, interesting to film or, or have, have see on film. But there's there's scope for more. From what they talk about his background and him being this uncontrollable Finnish commando going out on his own that they, they couldn't um, control him. They couldn't tell him yeah. no. So he went off That's and did right. these crazy missions on his own. I'd love to see that. You know, I'd love to see a sort of dirty dozen esque film with loads of different types of allied commandos being nuts. Uh, you know, I think there's more than enough room for that now. Um, we sort of, we love those movies in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. We don't make them now. And this really feels no. like, if if Dirty Dozen comes out in sixty seven, Zizu could come out in like nineteen sixty nine or like nineteen sixty six or something. Totally. And it would fit yeah. the the action genre, the way it's been revived by you know the John Wick effect mm-hmm. owes a lot to that kind of period as well. Of, it does you know gritty, yeah. grittiness, slightly over the top, um, dynamic movement. I mean, obviously now it's hyper. Hyper dynamic, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, um, it's a sensory overload of, of hmm. some of that at times. I've got yeah, to admit. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, especially some of the explosions and some of the like the sound that goes with it. Gosh, you know, like it was, it, it really was like Jesus, you know, it's a bit much. Yeah, 
and there's a great dog in the film too. Oh, the dog, cute, changing cute tack ass. slightly, but there is the, yeah. the, 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 the dog's great. The dog survives, the dog survives. by the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But me and me and Matt was scurryingly writing notes while we were watching. We both put dog yeah. dog survives at the top of our notes. We both wrote dog is good. Dog is good. <laughs> <laughs> I put dog count at mine. I put zero, which was nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the dog hides. The dog just runs off. Like the dog is sensible. The dog, the dog does is very what sensible. Dogs Not like John Wick's do. dog that gets kidnapped yeah. every five minutes. You know, John, yeah, John, stick a lead yeah. on that motherfucking thing. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also nice for me and Matt, and it's very. This is a very odd thing for us to mention, but I think we'd be amiss not to talk about it. Um, it's that Jack Jack Doolan's character. He uses a, a, a scoped K ninety eight, and he's a left handed shooter. He is. He's, he's <laughs> using it from the, you know, as a left-hander. Yeah. And that speaks to us, obviously, because we, you know, we both shoot left-handed. left-handed. Yeah. 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 It's very, very, we're real niche within a niche, you know, oh, firearms right. users that are lefties. <laughs> um, and then me and Matt both nudged each other when he was reloading in the weird sort of cack-handed way you have to do it when you mm-hmm. use a bolt mm-hmm. on your left. You know, you either hold it into your shoulder with one arm and then load it, or you sort of hold it with one arm and then, and then do the other. It's very awkward to look at. So when we were mm-hmm. seeing it from a distance, we were like, is he doing that left-handed? Because I'm probably one of the few people who know what that looks like. And then Matt was like, <laughs> Rob, Rob. <laughs> I think Matt even got kicked in the back of his chair for talking to me. I did. And I turned around and I gave them a glare. So I was like, <laughs> Did they have popcorn, mean. Rob? I can't remember now. Should have taken it from Bet him. Bet You know. Um, this is the armor's bench here. Excuse me. Do you know this is an influencer right here? This is YouTube's um, second best firearms challenge. <laughs> wow. Oof. You know, Forgotten Weapons? Well, this is the British version, all right? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my word. Um, the last thing that I've got on my my uh, my notes here is Chekhov's bomb. Which Chekhov's bomb, yeah. Refers to the, the climax of the film um, where our protagonist and antagonist find themselves on board a, a Dakota. A Soviet D- Dakota. A Soviet Dakota. Yeah. Well, yeah. I never. I mean, I know um, they had him, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They have but, him. Um, I think they did. As far as I remember, well, he makes a deal, doesn't he, to get out of the country? He does. He? And yeah. All they were called Liz. Apparently, they were called Lizinov Li Twos. Okay. Apparently, probably butchering yeah. that. But yeah. And apparently, the Soviet Union received its first DC two in nineteen thirty five. And then they started to make their own. What's this? What's this thing we've been given? Quick, reverse engineer it and don't order any more. <laughs> they never do that. They never do um, that. Ma- Max, <laughs> can I have my blueprints back? What blueprints? We don't have any. <laughs> oh, mate, they did it with Gatling guns as well. <laughs> Gatling. Max, I, was thinking of, I was thinking of Gatling. They, no, sorry, they not, did. Not they, they renamed them Goloffs. Yeah. After, after the superintendent of the factory that looked after like the manufacturer. No, I'd like it a lot if you could pay that money to me. Um, Mr. Gatling, I'd love to have some money. No, we have a reverse engineer. You'll leave country now, please. <laughs> I went down. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably. Oh, long history. Um, they come for the reviews. They stay for my mad insight. They stay for history. the accents, yeah. <laughs> Oops, I hope um, Sony Pictures listens to this and goes, God, it was definitely worth inviting them down, wasn't it? <laughs> Give these boys more screeners. <laughs> If you, anyone from MGM could give us one for the the uh, collateral, the Guy Ritchie one, that'd be fab. I can't find out who's any studio listening. Um, yeah, just, you know, 
we're more than happy to take screeners to you know watch these films if you and want provide honest... this golden content that we're providing right now honest, honest war movie reviews and weird insights into weird Trans- weapon and transatlantic massive, massive weapons deals tangents <laughs> um, where else are you gonna so hear Chekhov's about Gatling getting his blueprints nicked right, anyway right. Keep, keep Chekhov's bomb Chekhov's bomb <laughs> but getting back to Chekhov's bomb um, and the beautiful uh dr strange love reference it was sweet as wasn't it It it's so sweet you know was so i was i I know drop and i was like oh dr strange love reference Um, you must have been getting fucking mad (laughs) (laughs) it was so sweet that but there was a lot of people chatting laughing there was yeah i mean it was was everyone everyone there knew someone so they were just chatting together but it's a great so at the end end of the movie the the german guy's trying to Escape with uh, not Zizu, Zelda with Link's fucking gold, right? You know who I mean. With uh, with um, the immortal Finnish commando man, the, the, the protagonist, yeah, with the protagonist oh, gold. He's trying to escape with the gold, and mm. uh, Zizu man gets on, attaches himself to the plane with a with a with a shovel or an axe or something, and he like hauls himself onto the plane. This is the fucking maddest bit of the movie. He's uh, prospecting pickaxe to brutal to strength to batter his way the through the yeah. the aluminium core. I'd have been I'd have been knackered after ten minutes. I'd have yeah. been fucked after all the killing I'd done. Just, Jesus, yeah, just, is it worth it? Happening. Really? You know. He left him one nugget of gold when he hung it. He did, didn't he? That you probably know, would have sat him set for life. But anyway, know. ironically, he never looked in that pocket, so he might not have known. Um, anyway, so he gets they get on the plane and they have this massive punch up. It goes on forever. Um, if you watch a never ending punch in a up, good way. fast show sketches like that, but you know more brutal. And he's like, "Why? Why won't you die? All that sort of tropey shit." Um, and you know, Sizu man doesn't die in a good way. Yeah. And then Sizu finally uses this hook thing he's been beaten up with to attach the German man onto the bomb. And he lets the yeah. bomb go. And then you get this sort of, fuck you. And he's like flying through the air. But it, look, it is a bit of a reference to Dr. Strangelove. It's very Definitely good. Has the vibe. And then the um, biggest fucking explosion you've ever seen goes off. <laughs> yeah. And then the plane crashes. But yes, Chekhov's bomb. The minute when yeah, me and Matt saw we, it, we were like... As soon as, you, as, soon as they show the plane in the interior it scans over that bomb and you're like oh yeah that's gonna be go. that's, a, that's a device that's a plot device right there yeah, that's a that's a bomb that, um, that bomb's going down but i think all in all it was a really enjoyable film not a strict war film definitely some far-fetched parts but really well acted um there's far-fetched the, and there's believable within the, yeah what you've already seen and by that point yeah, I was ready for anything. Well, it, the the film the film takes you along, and you understand what it's trying to do. And I think that is a rare gift for some films. In this, yes. you quickly perceive that this is not trying to be all serious um, all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it, it has it's an audience. Got some serious themes. Yeah, but I, mean, it, I read on. It, I read. Sorry, I read online. There were some people that said they couldn't make through it like through 45 minutes of it because it was not believable enough or anything like that. And I was like, what the fuck do you want from your war films? Come on. You know, this didn't happen. It's not a documentary. The the dude gets shot at and he holds up his gold pan. And Captain America's his way through it. I fucking love it. From that moment on, you should know that this is not serious. Just leave your brain at the door. This is, this is, this is a certain film film for certain people. And 
I wish they made more things like this because I think the war genre as a whole has been crying out for something like this for ages because I think there's so much you can do with the genre that people don't do. And this is something well, that... Well, we talk about that quite regularly. We like, do, yeah. As a genre, the, the war movie is so malleable. Mm. You can do so much with it in terms of exploration of character, of even just something very simple and um, cathartic like this, because yeah. it has it has an element of that too, I it think. It does, really, yeah. There's definite baddies. They get bad stuff done to them. At the end, Sisu Man goes into the bank and says, can you change these gold bars into, into uh, money, like physical money, because it'd be easy for me to carry. And that's the yeah. end of the film. That's all there is. Yeah. And in a sequel... That's the, that's the most lines he has. Yeah, and I'm thinking, what are they going to do with a sequel? Is it going to be a prequel, or is it going to be him getting the, the money home? Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's like a gang of criminals that chases him or something. I don't know. <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? Could just yeah. be like an endless series of films, him trying to get this money back to a safe or something. <laughs> could be. But I know, I hope they do more. I hope this movie inspires more people to do something with the genre that isn't just his band of troops, his set-piece battle. His end of movie isn't war awful. Like war can war movies can touch on different mm. genres. They can be irreverent. And this is my sort of argument to people who go, oh well, this movie's silly, it doesn't have a place. Why is it there's something like this? Go and watch a dirty dozen. Go and watch mm. something like these uh spaghetti uh Euro war films in the the 60s. Yeah. They were doing it back then and people love them. Well, you know. Having just listened to um Wayne Epstein's um Killing book on on yeah killing generals on the making of the day doesn't great and that dis- it is um hopefully we'll have him on the show and we'll, we can talk about mm. you know, the process of writing that um but it, it struck me as soon as we started watching it you know the parallels were there yeah without a doubt and re- they really really are um and i think you know if you listen to this show i think you'll you'll be worth your time and thanks again for sony pictures for inviting us down it's very kind of you um and Sizu will be in cinemas on the 26th of uh, May in the UK. So if you're at a loose end one of these nights or weekends, why don't you go and treat yourself and watch Sizu? Um, and we have not been paid at all for anything nope. um, on our thoughts of this movie. Um, we would let you know if we had done and we haven't. Um, if we'd think, been paid, we would have been a lot more... Um, we're less irreverent. Little, I wouldn't what, have mentioned Gatling what, or the Russians. Yeah, or that was the word I was looking for. Uh, a little bit, little bit more um, cohesive. <laughs> serious <laughs> this is final film they don't come for they don't come for seriousness they come for fucking last week it was 70s versions of the Dambusters without worrying james holland this week it's robbie fucking <laughs> doing blueprints of gatling guns and russians right so i think i think without further ado uh that brings an end to our sizu review uh hope you enjoyed it go and see it if you can as always you can find the entirety of the back catalog of fighting on film on our website fightingonfilm.com um, give us a review or a thumbs up on whatever you're listening on, it'd be much appreciated we'd love to read them um, and uh, and we'll catch you next week for I think it's going to be a triple show and tell episode where we'll just run through three uh, war movies and one or well, two war movies and one cartoon that we saw lately that we enjoyed yeah, thank you very much for listening everyone bye bye everyone
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.